What the kind of person to say a toe-to-so? But you know what? A toe-to-so. A fucking a toe-to-so. We got Jews in the house? We are in control now. <laughs> That's right. We just received the launch codes from Mar-a-Lago as the helicopters take off, infidels, and we touch down. It's SEAL Team 9-11, ready to light the fuse on a controlled demolition. So let's pull it and pull the cards of everybody involved. It's time to review AEW Dynamite here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group. Code name Hartnack, Heartless Hacker Hamid, YOLO. Oh, what's good? What's good, fam? As I see the uh, live chat loading up here already, had a great time again last night. Uh, record numbers at the uh, AEW self help group. Twitch.tv slash Hameen Media, which you might be watching us on right now, or YouTube, but as always, channelattitude.com is the home of HMG paid content. And it was uh, it's a big Thursday because I recorded the Friday locker room this morning uh with Rene Dupree. You might know him as the French tickler, god damn it. And uh <laughs> it was a great time this morning for uh, veterans only. And I got another great veteran co-host with me today here again. It's the Florida man himself, John Hartnett. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Good to see you. It's good to be here. And uh yeah, if uh, the FBI wasn't listening, they're listening now. And I'm glad they <laughs> listened to an hour of us talking about AEW. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's all my homies in Quantico down there uh, underneath the surface having to be locked away with no windows listening to HMG Podcast. Thanks for subscribing. We hope we keep bringing it fun for you. Uh, The code word is CHOP. The code word is CHOP. So I'll let that be known. Because last night was the night of a thousand CHOPs on AEW. Nobody checking with anybody else in their match of what they're doing or knowing really how to work heat aside from having to go back to the old, the, you know, same tricks. So I'll get a chop and it'll pop. Well, not when it's chop number uh, 910 on the show, only uh, the next one's going to go. So uh, again, no agents talking, maybe, I don't know, or just guys with lazy work. Yeah. I think it's, a. <clears throat> I think some of these, these agents know better. Every one of the agents know better, right? Like they're guys that we know have been taught the right way. We've seen them perform the right way. It's, it's guys that we know, know the formula to how to, you know, build one of these shows and put it together and top to bottom and everything. But you're dealing with some people that I guess are just, just thick skulls and just refuse to listen, refuse to learn, refuse to, they got an idea that's obviously better than the way you've been doing it and the way it's been done for the last hundred mm. years and they're not going to listen. So I'm sure it was a combo of, of just uh, hubris and, uh, you know, I, I can do a better watch. You know, there's a lot to talk about in that realm, and that covers a wide berth of I'm not la la la, I'm not listening to you. <laughs> what would who'd you ever be? All that shit inside the bubble. And talking with Renee this morning, obviously, Jungle Boy seems to be the flavor of the week to hate online. Um, with comments about not going to Billy Gunn because he doesn't believe in Canadian destroyers, and then 
a strange thing at the Comic-Con when asked by a fan about what would be your, you know, last wrestling match you would want to see or whatever. If you're there. And he's like, I wouldn't want to see a final wrestling match before I die or whatever, you know, like just these like grizzled things when you're supposed to be a face of the company, a heartthrob and a baby face and, and everything. And then there was even a story about how he's puking backstage because of nerves and he wasn't sure if he could go, but in all this type of stuff and, you know, they're calling the pillars and, uh, you, you laid out some fun creative last night. We all did in, in a group think tank at twitch.tv slash homie media, AEW self-help group. group. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the fun of creating together and, and what we have here and who knows if it gets up the right channels. We talked I talked about it on a Friday locker room, but what is going on with the inside this bubble mentally with things just like that, bro, where you're not going to go hat in hand to a fucking Billy Gunn, just knowing the political aspect of if he takes to you, even if you're working him, maybe that's a big shot against Max Caster. You're in a major program. But now when you do these things, you're cutting off your lifelines within your own company and, and, and people not wanting to work with you. It's just bad business and bad mafia politics. Don't really know how to play them, I guess, you know? Yeah, and then it's just... What's the worst that can happen if you listen to him and learn something, right? Like, right. I mean, you don't have to take everything he gives you and use it, or it, maybe there's just a one percent that you can take away from the conversation that makes you that much better. That I mean, that's worth it, right? And like, the no. guy has something to give you, I would think, right? He <clears throat> he performed in the era of of him and his partner, the most over you could ever be with on a microphone on the way to the ring they, and they, and they did had, controversy with billy and chuck and fucking had, did cowboy smoking guns like he had to work a, a variety of different gimmicks to, until he's over as mr ass you know yeah and then has treated his body in a way that he's his age no matter what you know climate change is going on or whatever else is going on like look at the guy right like mm -hmm. <laughs> you don't you want to look like that dude when you're 50 <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah yeah man like i would and it's uh it's not surprising but it's just it's so disappointing because you're just like hey man, i if, think that's a good way to if put you it, had man. all these things these tools at your disposal and it was somebody that was hungry enough that wanted it and was in the position to to have that kind of uh, big brother relationship or mentorship with with a guy that bro i mean done it all and you're not gonna i mean and you have not only just him on that roster I mean, close your eyes, throw a dart, and you're going to hit one by accident. Sure, yeah. It's a master class of being able to go through, uh, hey, you want to learn from Aristotle, Socrates, and uh, all at the same time, like, yeah, sure, I would like to, yeah. And then uh, yeah. a whole panel of just be humble and ask a question and then shut the fuck up and take in the information, you know? Yeah, you got guys in there, like from Big Show, Mark Henry, you know, Pat Buck, Billy Gunn, Christopher Daniels, like, just those guys I named right there are guys that all you look at those sure. guys and there's nothing they can't answer. If there's something that you had a question to, or if you just went up to them and was like, Hey, what do you think the best way, you know, I can get over tonight is or best way to work this, this angle. Or this sure. Match. Dude, like, he's well, going to be working those guys. Uh, yeah. Big they, show. Ray Mysterio. He's Ray Mysterio, bro. Like what worked with you and Ray that I could use, you know, that's what I'm saying. Does Ben Hameen still do cameo videos? Yeah. Cameo.com slash Ben Hameen, or you can just PayPal me directly at hacker at gmail.com and I'll knock five bucks off because cameo 
uh, is 30, but they end up taking half of it. Apple pay it does. So don't really even see much out of it. It's a, it's a crazy for the creator. I'm not, I'm not saying I won't, but uh, plus I got to cut a promo tonight at UWE wrestling practice. So if you want to order one, get it in now or however you want to do it, whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, let me know. And uh, happy to, cancel somebody's birthday give them the verbal five dollar face slap uh tell your boss you quit whatever you want uh tell your ex-wife to fuck off uh, <laughs> um more heat though john is you i know you've got uh selective inside info depending on how much you want to stooge but uh you know with the big annie last night god damn she's back big annie with a big fanny i like that Write that down, Deuce. And, uh, you know, it's about the collision show that's going to be on Saturdays, expanding the AEW brand and the Warner Brothers Discovery, doubling down on wrestling, as their uh, executive said. Kind of falling under uh, scrutiny because everyone's going to fucking go, oh, and put their little meme culture out. But, like, a direct knockoff of the Nitro, you know, logo, colors, and now we're playing nostalgia, but it's for TNT TBS, which it was their brand. However, Eric Bischoff, hypercritical lately of AEW, you know, and uh, here we are relying on his work to get our stuff over. I don't know if that's a that's an interesting choice. You know what I mean? Like, uh, is it about your own identity? And instead of going back to depend on something that, you didn't even have a part of and you were just a fan of and the guy who did is shitting all over you but we're using all of his branding it makes you look like you're you're just trying to imitate maybe i don't know what do you think on that oh you know like dude you're talking about some sharks so you know bischoff has a direct line to whoever he still knows inside the turner network and the yeah that whole uh you know tnt you know conglomerate so for him to reach out touch base with somebody that can touch base with somebody is pretty simple. He's got mm-hmm. one degree, if not two at most from like top dogs over there. And you would think, I mean, he had to have an idea that this was even coming and probably told him it was a bad idea. So I'm sure if he didn't, you know, get asked about it, he probably went and found somebody and volunteered some information saying, Hey, you probably shouldn't do this. And I'm sure that got back to them. And then I'm sure using little yeah. things. Yeah. We'll use his colors. We'll use this thing, you know, and right. stuff's, Bischoff's gonna he's gonna tear them up and uh rightfully so because I mean bro he did it I mean you can be a fan of that era and all that stuff and and I get it for the TNT TBS thing but here's what happened at the end of the day (laughs) they lost the wrestling war and they fucking folded and does Vince own that all that IP uh from the buyout and the graphics and the branding and all that kind of shit was that looked into? And are you setting yourself up to get cocked over? Ooh, that would be rough, man. I mean, copyright, it's got to be a 33 and a third percent, like, difference yeah. for uh, a whole, uh, you know. Yeah, it's interesting, bro. Like, I was thinking about last night after we went off the air. I'm like, if you bought the whole company, that's what you're buying is the yeah. tape library and the fucking – Graphics and everything that's on there. Yeah. They didn't keep up with whatever. Yeah. And going at it. I don't know. Keep it out there. And they were just like, yeah, scratch it. I know Cody did do a lot of that work to try and get the bash of the beach stuff and all that back over. So maybe, 
Maybe, yeah, but right. but again, you're pinning it on a brand that lost. Yeah. So the the underlying psychology is is that yeah we might have a brand too, but we're gonna get our ass kicked someday. It's the <laughs> even the Matt Schaefer uh, South Park member berries. Yeah, you know? right? it's like oh, remember that member? It's like dude, give us something new. Give me yeah. art. Give me art, dude. Quit trying well, to. There's a bunch of uh, there's a, there's a bunch of new South Park uh, uh, AEWs. Have you seen those? The new little cartoons that somebody's doing. No. Somebody put together one of uh, the backstage fight. There's one of a scrum, and and it's all AEW done South Park style, man. It, it's pretty. It's fun. Master Shoot is better, but like like the, the what they're doing to make it look just like South Park invades AEW is pretty great. They even had Kenny Omega, but they gave him a Terrence and Phillip head because he's Canadian, but he's like with the fucking rest of the squad. <laughs> it was good, man. Uh, but check those out; they're easy to find. Uh, and the punk stuff, obviously, with that still red hot. Uh, we thought that they were making this new show Collision to to keep them separated, and they are, which I don't think is the best idea because I'd rather have a stronger locker room as a whole instead of like making it look like two preschool rooms. We got to keep people away from each other in, right? Um, but he goes at Brian Alvarez and the dirt sheet writers on Instagram in the last 24 hours and tell them they're toxic and, and just regurgitating things, which he's probably not wrong. You know, they, they, they don't know. And, but like, why is he selling for them? You know, to, to get shit going and, and, and swat the hornet's nest. And there's the other words from the sheets that, WBD uh, weapons of uh, Warner brothers destruction is looking for uh, uh, to work out issues with CM Punk and to get that over. There was also talk that the reason why I got halted is because he wants to bring Ace steel back in and ACE is a guy I got a ton of respect for always been awesome to me and was a good mentor at OVW to watch and learn from. Absolutely. Um, might run his stuff a little different than punk, but punk's his boy and they're going to fucking, get back over together and i think that's part of the deal if punk comes back he wants a steel there who's been working on derby city wrestling and uh you know has been an agent in wwe and a, a performer and trainer everything and uh he knows he has that leverage <laughs> and punk can be ice cold as a businessman when it comes to that shit and i would just bring ace back what they're gonna be butthurt because you ace steals harley race train bro and, he, and when it comes to a fight, you better fucking be ready to lose a finger or some shit like that with a guy like that. It, it takes a lot to push Ace to that level, I think, because the guy I've always known is pretty calm, cool, and collected. So it, it's interesting. But do you think Ace will come back with Punk and that they're using this as leverage and it'll all get worked out? I know you've got some inside info yourself. Uh, I think CM Punk will get what he wants because – his relationship with Tony from what I know is good. And then Tony's aware of the numbers and what he brings as far as pulling a number that moves the needle. And he has, uh, you know, the biggest numbers in the company and Turner knows it. The broadcasting channel knows it. They, they're investing in this show, basing it on the fact that he's going to be there to carry it. It's just, you're putting it behind eight ball and everything they're going to try to do with this show where it's supposedly going to be more uh, just, regular wrestling less on the you know the crazy sports entertainment side of stuff more hard-hitting just wrestling action more matches 
more the stuff that, you know, we've been saying forever. You're supposed to be on this show. You're going to get CM Punk and FTR. But you're putting it on a Saturday night in the time slot where you're going up against primetime everything, like whether yeah. it's baseball, football, basketball throughout the year. And then on top of that, that's the same night you get any kind of boxing or UFC pay-per-view. It's going to be a Saturday. Yeah, that's crazy too to me, right, to go against another major fight sport like that. I mean, the one thing they do have going for them is they already do know, speaking like the numbers, the demographics, right? So, like, their hardcore audience, dude, they're not going out on Saturday nights. They're not getting their dicks. They'll be there. But, you know, the rest of America, you know, it's going to be a tough tough spot to fill but right hey. yeah no it's it's an interesting choice i would have gone for the saturday morning tv spot and, and establish yourself there you know what right? i mean like the post cartoon yeah at 11 to noon is there even like cartoons on saturday morning everything's just digital delivery now right like <laughs> is there even a sit down and watch cartoons on saturday morning anymore it used to be right, like that. Used right, to be, right. It used to know? be, but now, but now that that spot's open, make that the wrestling spot of of what's going on. Um, but then I also can see uh, Punk. Um, you know, that number doesn't do well. Here comes the peanut gallery, and he starts selling for him on Instagram, and we're causing problems in a that when somebody asks him in a scrum, he loses it again. You know, because. Yeah. Again, maybe not his fault, and the product could be good and what they want to put on, but the time slot don't fit. And then what are you gonna? What's gonna happen when you have the shows right. where you're gonna have to mix these guys together, right? And you're painting over here like this, and you're painting over here like that. And now the whole thing's yeah. got to come together, and it's gonna be like you're gonna do a big Wembley show. Like, what's it gonna be? You know what I mean? And then are you dividing people to pick or choose? Like, you know, like I don't know. It's diluting it, and then the Friday show, I guess, is just like it's just there, right? So you're gonna have show right. Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. So Thursday is gonna be the only day, and no continuity across the board. There, a complete brand split, unless we want them over there. Like it, it just days. doesn't sound to me like uh, that that all the pieces are in place for the roadmap to success. Like, not to sound like a marketing douchebag, but like the synergy of the whole thing feels off, right? So yeah, yeah. It should be feeding into the next. Into the yes. Next, into the next That's a great way to put it. We, 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 we laugh about flywheel synergy, but yeah. the true definition of the synergy of what your product should have inside of one thing pushing the other is, is an issue. Yeah. And then even to look at how they're going about it, did you see the announced schedule of where they're going? Uh, yeah, all With Canada. Them, all Canada. But then you're doing it like – Four weeks in a row on four different parts of Canada. Yeah. And you're sending like people back home, back to Canada, back home, back to Canada, back home, back to Canada. But yeah. it's like you couldn't spread those out throughout the year. Like do it a shot here, a shot there, you know, four and in it, a row. It, yeah. Is everybody <laughs> staying up there for production? And what do you have? I think it's law in Canada for TV. You have to use X amount of equal tv producers that you bring there you bring 10 you got to use 10 canadian ones so yeah so what's it gonna i mean i don't know man and a couple of those towns too but one of them was like saskatchewan yeah like, hell yeah uh, big big bucks up there. there toronto was good right like toronto's a big big city up there but like yeah just wherever they were in saskatchewan i was like that's like a little cow town you know? <laughs> <laughs> i'll be playing there soon then that is what it comes down to uh, Von Lila's Big Von Daddy sent me this one last night. 
uh, as we can zoom in on Don Stevens here during the street fight. Big Donnie. But uh, right back. Spectrum. <laughs> See, filler waiting area sign. Oh, they didn't like that. Oh, oh yeah. We... Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, Donnie, Donnie. If, I'm, if you're a rat, I'm the biggest idiot in the history of the mafia. Donnie. Look at the posture. <laughs> the old C filler waiting area sign back there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, somebody fucked up. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. I mean, I know that's an opportunity for indie guys who go back there to get a paycheck. I know, get plenty of guys at the Rochester show who are running out there to fill a seat, uh, hard cam side or what have you. Yeah, and they got the tarps coming out over the top. I guess there's some kind of different kind of tarp they got now. It's like. Oh, well, yeah, we've got a repelling tarp, pal. I, we come down from the ceiling. We bring them down. It's a whole pirate show we put on. Jolly Roger. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. No, but that's pretty much the main AEW news of uh, what's on the sheets right now. I guess the burying of Jungle Boy and uh, Punk uh, going at it with Brian Alvarez and showing up at WWE and Impact. I mean... Yeah, well, he's, I mean, he's going to be there. He's the Saturday night guy. It's done deal, right? Like, he's back. So, I don't know. The, what I read this morning, I mean, versus what you've heard from the inside is different. Oh, I'll, like, I'll, put, yeah. I'll put anything on it, dude. Right. <laughs> he's back. I'm, I'm sure he's back, but I'm sure the money line isn't signed. You know what I mean? Uh, I, man, what I heard, dude, it is like. If, if he can hold out to have a steel come back, though, yeah. then is that? I think know. he's gonna get whatever he wants. And sure. I, I didn't hear anything specifically about that, but from what I heard, it was so recent that it was like, yeah, done deal. <laughs> yeah, like and this yeah, is yeah. going down. He's gonna be there on Saturdays. He's gonna have a lot of control of, and say of what goes on on that show, and it's gonna be a completely separate show from Wednesday nights. He's not gonna be on the Wednesday show. He's definitely not gonna be on the Friday show. And then I don't know what the program he's gonna run in over there is gonna be, but he's gonna be there. Yeah. He'll be there for the first show, the one in Chicago, I believe it was the 17th of June, right? Oh, so, of course he'll be there for that, for yeah, sure. That's, it's done. You know, <laughs> they wouldn't be running that building and doing all those things either. Nobody does anything without Big Donnie's okay. That's what yeah. fucking real is right there. <laughs> well, let's clock in and clock out because I got more work to do, man, with the oh. Ben Ha Green uh, media company going on here, dude, with uh, dispensary approval. And uh, actually, I need to look into it because I think we may be able to start doing delivery before we even have a physical uh, dispensary location. So pretty interesting as things every day is like, wow, how do I tackle this major business problem <laughs> with uh, the most tactical way possible? So and then I have to go teach UWE wrestling tonight. So it's uh, another full day here at HMG. I was going to say, it's like, just like doing, teaching arm drags. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe we'll do some arm drags tonight for sure. Uh, I was using some uh, team death proof dojo uh, tutorials the other night. It was uh, good to teach them that they enjoyed it. And okay. we'll have them uh, sweating tonight doing more chain wrestling. Cause I am the greatest chain wrestler who's ever lived. 
Uh, big shout out though. Uh, we got to say rest in peace, man, to a uh, superstar, Billy Graham. That was, uh, the big news off the wire last night, passing 79 years old, an early adopter of climate change, uh, and, uh, B12. Uh, but obviously a guy who changed this game and brought so much showmanship to the world of professional wrestling, uh, brought it back where it was kind of beer, uh, brawlers with big beer bellies. Right. And, uh, and the tough guy, and, and here's this guy who's a, an Adonis when it comes to that uh, California muscle, cool guy surfer, uh, that that whole vibe, the tie-dye, and uh, early, really hip-hop with rhyming, and uh, took a lot of that from Muhammad Ali as well. So um, just a, a huge inspiration in the shift of the performance aspect of pro wrestling and what it meant to be a body guy and kind of set the standard that way. And then, you know, Vince takes that, puts it on Hogan, and uh, off we go to the races. So, uh, what you got, oh, he got over in his entrance and with a bicep pose down. Matches really don't matter when you were looking at superstar Billy Graham versus anybody else, man. That's all he needed, though, right? He just had yeah. to look. He had the, the right uh, the right promos on the mic. He had, he had it all. He had the charisma, the entrance, everything, tie-dye shirts, the big bicep pose. It was, bro, it's pro wrestling. That is pro wrestling. Yeah. Like, you don't have to hurt anybody. No flips involved. You're getting the character over. Everybody believed it. It was so just uh, over. You know what I mean? Like, he, he stood out. And, uh, yeah, pioneer in climate change. Pioneer <laughs> in uh, the business. And, uh, and made it to 79 years old. It's not like, wow, a shocker of young. I mean, it's sad, obviously, losing out your childhood heroes and legends. But for the amount of climate change and every other thing, you know, 79 is a nice run. And you think, uh, how long ago was it when they had the steroid trials and everything going down? He wasn't in the greatest shape back then. Like he was having hip problems, things like right. that. So he pulled it out like another 30 years after that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Frank, you are right. Uh, wife doesn't run the wrestling school. I try to get her to get out there and train those fucking kids, but I got to do it. Are you sure? I thought you worked at everything. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I do, she they do it all. I just sit around all day, fuck off, and <laughs> do no work. That's how uh, everything doesn't get done. <laughs> uh, I am shitty at uh, doing my dishes, though. That's why I got yelled at for today. Um, tonight, we'll see Chris Jericho compete against Roddy Strong, uh, Outcast, and Soho. Let's just get to it. Uh, Wardlow kicks it off, calling out Christian Cage. Which, uh, you know, I'm glad uh, Wardlow's taking control of the mic and trying to be front-footed and being, uh, you know, a top guy. But we just introduced Arn Anderson with him two weeks ago. And the reason to have Arn Anderson with him is either a yes-and guy at ringside to be there with him or to be his mouthpiece because, unfortunately, like some mega-tough guys like a Mike Tyson, their voice isn't that intimidating when they cut the promo. Wardlow doesn't have as high a Mickey Mouse voice as Tyson does, but it's still not the rule that you would expect from a guy that looks like that. And that's just the way it is. That's the reason why you kind of put an Arn Anderson with him and Arn's not with him to do any of the mouthpiece work. So kind of leaves me scratching my head out of the gate, but I thought Wardlow stepped up his energy here, looked like a champ, gave a good promo, worked the camera, but it's just, it's not his fault. It's just one move 
one week and then the next week we're kind of off track on that is is a little head scratching to me john what are you thinking man yeah and i mean i think they're missing the boat too with uh not playing and leaning into more of just like dude demented arm with the, with the glock dude and, yeah you know like especially with all the john Morant stuff going yeah, on yeah yeah dude that, like not actually bring like you should always be insinuating it that he's carrying and that he wants to pull it out yeah he just needs to tap his jacket that's all he needs to do right yeah or lose the gun right like you see my piece you see my piece yeah yeah lose it lose it right he's got to go to tony's office and lock it up and shit yeah or just like little things like yeah like you said tapping it you know, following somebody into a, into a room somewhere, you know, like Miro into Tony's office and then Miro never comes out. Never you know? right. he's, he's like, hide this gun. Yeah. <laughs> Hands well, it off. Get one of the assistant coaches from like New Mexico state to do that for him. But outcomes. Yeah. Right. Outcomes Christian Cage uh, and props up the ladder and in the middle of the turnbuckle. Luchasaurus choke slams Wardlow through it, snapping the ladder in half. It was a nasty bump. It was one of those lighter aluminum ladders, but it's still a ladder. Uh, oh, it's just an aluminum ladder? Fuck it. It's, he's fine then. Um, they straighten out the ladder, and then Christian hits the kill switch on the ladder uh, to set up what will be Wardlow's promo after for uh, to challenge for a ladder match. Um, I don't know if it's up. I mean, I get it that it's on the nose. They did it on a ladder. So we're going to have a ladder match. If you just put the guy out, it shouldn't be the guy who got his ass kicked fucking making the challenge for the ladder match. It's you kick his ass and lay him out on the ladder and go, and I'm going to take your title in the match that I'm most famous for a ladder match. And you know, that's what it is. Now Wardlow, agrees not wardlow makes the challenge to to do that but why are you even putting him in the ladder match in the first place when you can put him with christian cage and can learn to work a 10 minute match that's actually going to get over and then you can build to a ladder match and you can have two yeah. champions and do the two belts and then there's a reason to put something up, up above the ring up above yeah we have there's no just, reason to hang it up there yeah we're just having exactly, it there's, there's no like stakes to be like why What's well it's one? that he beat he'll beat christian cage in a ladder match the king of letter matches so that's what I, hey that's i'm telling you that's what know, that's how they're like, thinking why would it no what you're like, saying about why we need to hang something up there is what the story we need to build over the course of four to five weeks yeah give them stakes for that and even like why would this match even have to be the blow off of what they're going to do if you do something where you could have some sort of controversial finish that now there's you know, Christian can claim he's champion, make a belt for the next four weeks and just run him with Christian so he figures something out, you know, like and learns how to work and learns how to get over because Christian knows how to work a crowd. Christian knows how to cut a mm-hmm. Christian knows how to get heat. Christian's going to get enough heat to no matter how much he fucks up, he's going to be over. And it's like, why would you want to even cut that short if you can use that properly? And because you know it's going to get thrown away. You know by the end of this pay-per-view, they're done with it. And it's just like, if you're going to do a ladder match, give it eight, give it 10, give it 12 weeks, right? Give it the two pay-per-view, give it the one pay-per-view where everybody thinks there's going to be a, a, you know, a blow off of some sort and have a fuck finish to where Christian can claim he's champion and more Logan claim he's champion. And now we build a ladder match, two belts at the top, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's the match he's famous for. It's this, the stakes are so much higher, right? Like you just invested time and told the story that now we know why there's a ladder involved, but they're not going to do that. And it's going to be done. And then, you got a guy that you're paying so much money to and that 
can do it right like better than anybody else on the roster i think he's the best guy on the roster right and here's the other thing that gets me kind of hyped i'm not hyped about it but like i don't really give a fuck but yeah. <laughs> is uh <laughs> yeah yeah even shivani references how disgusting christian's promo was last week where he alludes to arn's son who died uh you know in a tragic way and mega heat and then arn's not out there to be like taken down by security with the gun in his hand you know what i mean of, of yeah going for it and they like he's going to kill him like that that's the payoff of like what happened last week and we didn't get any of that until later when it's just arn in the uh fucking trainer's room with wardlow and it doesn't really have any of the sauce that it should have had right and they met a week ago right yeah a week ago that happened right like and, and like how long has Aaron been with wardlow like a week two weeks right like yeah i gotta send this guy notes man i gotta you're do just like form. where's the the id like you said it, the whole where's the id yeah that it, was the that was the hook of the, the scene kid. like wow right? now we gotta and, pay that back yeah Aaron should have been snapping and then it should have been wardlow calming him down Right. Saying like, right. Oh, I got this for you. I'm a I'm gonna make it right, right? Blah blah blah. I'm and they put Arn through, through a ladder. Yeah. Or just I mean, maybe even not even put him through a ladder, but you're gonna just get the heat off him, dude. He's an old man, just get the heat verbally. Like Christian could get it verbally, right? Like he doesn't have to lay a finger right. on him, but he's he can get everybody in that place one in his head, right? And then they're gonna get the three power bombs. But I mean they could do so much more if they just dragged it out told a real story, let Christian get even more heat, built even more heat, so now you can make a baby face, right? Yeah. Like, you need that heat on Christian. You need him to be absolutely despised to get that moment, to get Wardlow, boom, you know. And I think it's almost too much to try and have Luchasaurus tied to it. Obviously, I get it that he's the mentor to try and help these guys, but it'd be better as just Christian Wardlow without him in the background to be the big terrorizer because – it takes away from the believability when you got a guy in a dinosaur costume fucking standing there and he's doing real shoots. I get that it's to have them both get over, but I'd rather have two separate stories than that of, of trying to get all three of them in there. But like the analogy is right. Like that you use from your two CW days that it's like, so just on point, it's just like, you got how many lifeguards and how many people are drowning. Yeah. Do I waste my time trying to get both of them over, or do I work on the one guy that, like, I know I can do? Like, if I do this, <laughs> right? If you try both, they're gonna drag you down. You're gonna drown with them. Yeah, and I think like the investment there is clearly in Wardlow. And, like, not trying to be offensive or being a dick. No, like, I think that's where the money is, right? And, like, that's the guy they want to get to where they need to get him. Like, dude, yeah, I think. Uh, a longer program with Christian is what gets him there. And it's, yeah, you got to tell the story and then you got to also use the time with Christian to teach him all these things that he's clueless on, you know what I mean? But who better? Than he'll get there though. Working with him, yeah. you're going to get there. Fast. Everybody's clueless when you start, right? It's just sure. like, who are you going to learn it from? When like, are you going to apply it? Mm-hmm. And the longer it takes, dude, the more they expose that guy and uh, he doesn't get it the worse it's going to be for him long term mm. because by the time he does figure it out it's going to be too late yeah be- wait too late um we get orange cassidy and darby allen uh versus big bill and lee moriarty uh moriarty uh starts aggressively by attacking uh, uh oj simpson orange cassidy and uh then uh 
they begin exchanging pinfall attempts with both men tag out and big bill just throws darby allen around the ring uh he responds by sending both opponents out of the ring and he and cassidy dive outside the ring on them uh however they get back in the ring and big bill who comes out on top of the big boots the face of orange cassidy they go back and forth but big bill's selling way too much for these guys that are half his size and they're putting over that the firm is deleted has been by the hardys you know all that stuff and it's just another thing man really where none of this makes sense because the guys who are obviously should be in control are fighting 50 50 with guys half their size even though those guys take bumps they don't stay down they're right back up and nothing means nothing but big bill hits orange cassidy uh get oh excuse me darby allen hits the coffin drop while cassidy hits big bill with the orange punch to stop the interference and then after the coffin drop Darby Allen rolls in, get, does a headlock takeover pinfall to send a message to the champion because I think that's cute and funny of like, I win with a headlock because I get over with character. So they're just doing that as the fuck you after the coffin drop. You know what I mean? More people. That's, that's booking for the boys, bro. That's not booking for fucking the best match possible. Um, and it, it's an issue of... Uh, undermining what the number one decision should be, which is making the best show and best storylines. Yeah. And dude, like it shouldn't be such a big deal when somebody wins with a headlock takeover. We're at a point where that's not a, a finish anymore. Right. Like in sunset flips. And- well, no, that's what MJF says. That's all he needs to win. Right. Because it's wrestling and it's all you should need. Right. It's a basic story. And it's easy to tell. I mean, there shouldn't be any flips involved or diving get suplexed off the freaking apron onto your freaking neck and scorpion yourself to death. Like there's no point. <laughs> like, nobody's going to remember it unless you kill it. Right. Well, we get that soon enough on this show, bro. Um, <laughs> but I think the bigger problem is even if they want to do like, Oh, the firm has been ultimate final deleted, whatever. Yeah. All you've done is have another short term storyline that went really nowhere with a group of guys. Group. that all have to be restarted once again you know what i mean they it started as a mjf hired assassination squad but became stokely hathaway's thing where we're not really a group but when they need us and the money's there we'll be there and then into to hook and taz and then it spins out into this and then it's just kind of absolved and the guys who should be the top guys like a big bill get beat by orange cassidy and darby allen and you're never going to get him back to where he was, where you could have had him. It's going right. To take it's another stop so start. Yeah, bro. It's going to be so much longer now that you had Hook chase the four of them out of there, right? Like you just ruined them all, and then it's just like you're man. You're not going to use that guy in your world title picture. Like that's the best spot you can find for him, a seven foot dude right. on your, on your yeah. card, <laughs> mid card like tag match, throwaway match. Like, I get it that he was, like, a tag wrestler in, in developmental in the WWE, but, like, the money on that guy is a seven-foot, like, freak show. Chokes, choke slam, big boots, all he need, bro. Oh, you got Kevin big, Nash's fucking whole package right there, and he's in good shape to get it over. Like, yeah, saying it hard. It's, it's just it, looking at the whole product as a whole. MJF can be champ. I got no problem with that. But then everybody chasing him is ridiculous because yeah. – they're made more ridiculous when you see you got Big Bill, Wardlow, Hobbs, 
yeah. uh, Brian Cage, and they're not even in the in the main event picture, not even close to it. That that undercuts the believability of everything you're trying to do right out of the gate. What's a better story, right? MJF having a fucking seven footer coming after him that he pissed off that that's gonna come and get him. Now he has a reason to cheat, or he's, yeah. he's got to cheat to beat some little like like teeny bopper kid, you know, like that isn't as good of a wrestler as him, and everybody yeah. knows it. Like I, it's so weird to me, man. Even the the, the extreme like Darby Allen stuff, like. Dude, okay, the guys, the guys, okay, like he's he's not bad, but like mm. you're, you got seven footers and you can be making MJF off these guys and like right. cheating, like and creating stakes with these guys as opposed to where you're just throwing them away on, like oh, it's a visual business and it's an entertainment business. Those guys being big muscle, fucking larger than life guys coming after them, then they might not be the promo that makes his promo skills shine more and nobody has to do any crazy wrestling. He's just got to be able to take some safe suplexes, duck a boot, roll out, get some booze. They give chase. He fucking uses the outside of the ring to cut him off to get heat till they come back and fucking get over on him, or else he slides over on them with some, a fireball, a chain or whatever the fuck to beat a giant. You know what I mean? Tie his boots together around the fucking uh, ring post and light his crotch on fire. That's a hot spot on the Indies right now. Uh, you know, fucking <laughs> anything for, for him to slide over on these giants and be chop these guys down. And, you know, at the same time, treat them like they're stupid, big, stupid, dumb. Talk down to them. That's the whole gimmick, man. And, and instead we got him versus the middle school Avengers. And you're coming off of him, like, beating punk Daniel Bryan. We're like, okay, like, those guys aren't giants, but their resumes are giant, right? And everything about them that they bring to the table is giant, right? And yep. it, you're taking such a big step down and just, it's, it's ruining MJF, man, you know? And then everything he's doing as far as everything having to be a 30-minute, 20-minute promo. His promos are so much more effective if you can keep him inside of three minutes, five times. Oh, yeah. Right, like he can just cut to the point, rip somebody up, get in, get out, be done with. Yeah, yeah. The, everyone's in the chat. They like turn big uh, cast into Sid. Yeah, yeah dude, Sid. we get, we get, we could have Sid. Sid. Imagine this: at one time they had Sid and Nash, right? But we could have Sid, Nash, Mike, Awesome, uh, fucking, uh, uh, who else would be another great one? You could Mike get Awesome, right? Like how? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Uh, there, there's a lot of opportunity to have a combination of a uh, 911. Somebody saying in the in there too. We've got them. They're right there. We just got to use them the right way, man. Yeah. The, and sure. that should be the the 911 spot could easily be Big Bill's spot. Little guys are wrestling, doing all their shit. You hit his music. That's very Pavlovian. Down he comes. Everybody feeds. He choke slams everybody. Ah, we do that in matches with under guys, mid card guys, and even over guys. When somebody there's time to pick the bones and fucking now you've built this guy out of nowhere again. That's the only way you're going to get him over sticking him in a crew to is taking the shine off of what makes him special, which he's way bigger jacked as more than anybody else. And then fucking, uh, you know, to have him working 50-50 with guys half his size, you're just going, you're, now you're burying everything about him, man. There's tons of money there. 
Bro, that's the worst too. Is when you gotta have that twenty minute match of a seven foot like big cast with a a, a freaking jungle boy, and they're going fifty fifty. It's mm-hmm. absurd to me, right? But like to them, it makes total sense, and I, I just like I'm never gonna understand it. Yeah. <laughs> like if that match ends and and you don't have long term like plans to put Jungle Boy in like the hospital for at least a couple weeks and like check in on him and like have a big comeback for it. Like you're wasting your damn time, bro. 20 yeah, dude. 50, 50. Like, what are you it's doing? crazy. It's crazy. When's the last uh, time the wrestling move really hurt somebody too? Like, but not for real. Right. Like, and they've just made it look like, Hey, somebody's got to go to the hospital. Like, dude, this, <laughs> these things can fucking kill you. Like what you almost do here coming up in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Sammy Guevara is in action next. Uh, and, but the young bucks are asked backstage about Kenny Omega, but then they get jumped by the Blackpool combat clubs. Affection launches the tag team around in the parking lot, gets slammed on the hood of a truck, which looks cool, but always sucks, uh, to take, um, trucks, truck hates you backstage. Arn Anderson talking to Wardlow. Uh, he should have been out there, but the champion says that is why he wasn't. Anderson asks what he's prepared to do, and Wardlow tells Christian they can play with ladders and suggests the ladder match. Like I said, this is out of context and should have been the exact other way around with Wardlow on the cell and Arn saying, we're going to get your ass ready for this ladder match, and da, 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 and they they bro it up or whatever. But we there was a lot of meat left on the bone. This whole thing should have been rewritten another way. The ideas there and good, but after last week's promo, the execution here, they probably only got 25% of the heat and the fucking pop that they could have to really kick the show off in a way where we could have raised the stakes and made uh, the heat mean a lot more. So, yeah. Mm. Uh, Exodus Prime versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, get me Exodus Prime. Uh, but he misses a punch. And then gets hit with a sharp knee strike, and that's followed by the go to hell. And just like that, bing, bang, boom, it's over with. Easy night for Sammy Guevara. Squash on Exodus Prime. Um, Guevara gets on the microphone, and it all goes to shit. Uh, he uh, says he remembers the good and the bad from his childhood, but it's got him here. He admits he's made mistakes that people have seen firsthand. His heart says a double or nothing, he'll be the new AEW world champion. Uh, then Jeff Jarrett and the crew comes out, but before they can start talking, FTR appears and pushes Sottenham Singh off the stage to the tables. Big man takes a fucking hell of a table bump off there. I popped because, hey, we're right to action here. Like, cut it off and go. But it gets uh, shut down pretty quick in the brawling uh, with uh, their channelers. But it's FTR comes out on top. Uh, didn't they hit him with double guitars here though? Yeah. Double guitar shots to the head. So I wouldn't say they came out on top there, pal. Uh, whoever wrote this, however, Karen Jarrett appears and nails cash Wheeler with a low blow. And, uh, Jeff Jarrett hits the stroke on hardwood. Renee Dupree and I talking this bro, it pops me. And this is what I love about wrestling. I I'm Karen Jarrett's always been cool to me. The shows I've worked with or whatever, Jeff, you know, obviously a legend, uh, but <laughs> you get the spot in the office, the politics don't matter. You politic to get the spot. And just like that, we're back to TNA 2008, bro, with wives on camera, no real reason for him to be, but what's she doing here? Oh, don't worry about it. She's going to back us up in the segment. Oh, okay. <laughs> and she gets the heat and we're right back to the same old, same old man. I think that fucking that, that shit pops the hell out of me. The politics of it all. 
Yeah, you know, he just broke it down exactly how it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, David, Kari's good at Kari. Yeah, it's big time. I, it makes me fucking smile, bro. Just see it over and over again. Uh, and nobody's, everyone's going to take it and not say shit. Like, <laughs> because Dude, the stroke so is there, you know, back there to the point, I guess it's just like, that's probably the least of their problems. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, oh, as you see, it was only a matter of time. Well, at least and, over. At least she's over. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, baby gal's over there wondering how to get her brother a job still. How does she, how does she keep getting, doing this baby gal? <laughs> uh, uh, then we get, uh, Tony storm. With uh, the sexy uh, fucking Harley Quinn, um, Princess Leia, top buns uh, and lower buns, I guess, too. But Ruby and Ruby Soul versus Akara Shida and Britt Baker. Uh, the Outcast gain control early on, but Akara Shida turns things around with several shots to Ruby Soul, followed by a missile drop kick. So steps on Shida's foot and hits a knee strike, which allows Tony Storm to tag in and stomp the shit out of her opponent. Rip Baker tags in, uh, but a misdirection allows Soraya to pull the legs of Baker, which sets up a hip attack from Storm. Soraya kicks the shit out of Britt Baker on the floor, and when the ref's looking over at him and, and Britt Baker's on the floor selling, Soraya looks at the ref and goes, she tried to attack me! Like, <laughs> so, not that I kicked her ass and left her there, but that made me laugh. Uh, baby girl got me with that one. That's mm-hmm. good. Uh, Storm tags back, uh, but runs into a big boot and neck breaker, allowing she to tag in, starts trading punches, so nothing means nothing. We're right back to some indie fucking New Japan bullshit. Uh, cross body to, on the outside, all three of them. Nobody died, thankfully. Uh, neck breaker, yada, yada. Uh, however, Soraya distracts the official and allows Storm to uh, spray Baker in the face and hit the Storm Zero at the finish. So um, it's Tony Storm Ruby Soho up uh, over on this one. There was a promo later. I don't know if you heard it or not. Uh, you're tuned in. But I was doing the self-help group and I came back because I think I was playing Smack My Bitch Up uh, and rocking out to that at the time and uh, fucking missed her promo i don't know what this pop-up is about here motherfucker okay there we go um but she seemed pretty pissed off when i saw her face but could not hear her words yeah i didn't pay attention to it i was you know prodigy yeah <laughs> yeah i guess word on the street is that billy body fears ben to her and uh you know right. Endor cia asset he's pretty deadly i guess too Pretty dead. Better, better chance, pretty better chance against Ben Doer than Ben Hameen. I'll tell you that much. Right now. Brother, you don't uh, want, you don't want that smoke. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't want these goddamn dragonfly pro pop-ups on my goddamn AEW Dynamite results either. You fuckers at wrestle stink. Oh, uh, let's see here. Then we get to. Uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Roosh. No, no, excuse me, I, I lied. That's that's after this. Uh, I went past it. Chris Jericho versus Roderick Strong in a false count anywhere match. Wow. Yeah. Uh, since Roderick Strong's debuted, uh, he's kind of been shuffled in little storylines with Cole and the undisputed stuff and getting them back together a little bit. And it's not bad slow play, but this is how you really make a debut on a show when you want to yeah. highlight a guy. The other two matches he did before this meant nothing. And this was like 
Roddy Strong, strong style, meat chop all through the arena, falls count anywhere. And they did exactly that through through the fucking crowd on the the railing in the arena, in the back steps, uh, on the concrete in the steps. And then ultimately the finish was outside on a garden planter uh, where, where he beat him clean after uh, we had a baby face getting heel heat <laughs> with Adam Cole showing up to deliver the super kick uh, in order to get over on him. But he did handcuff him to the ropes while he beat his girlfriend. So there it was all retribution. So it does make sense uh, if you're in this strange wrestling world that we're talking about. Uh, but I thought this was awesome because the chops were so stiff and they're got to be feeling so devastated today. Both of them, bro, with massive broken blood vessels, all across her chest, serious fucking trauma, hematomas and bruising that will take at least two to three weeks for that pain to go away from that match last night uh, and possibly scarring that'll be there forever. Uh, but I thought it was an awesome showing for both of them. I thought Jericho fucking kicked ass. Biggest thing that popped me, though, <laughs> I don't want to say the nerds that run AEW, but we're all production nerds. But now they're doing the WWE rib of let's zoom in during Jericho's entrance on the biggest fanboy marks team never touched a titty get no pussy fucking members there are as they belt out Jericho's fucking theme song. They hit six of them last night. Uh, I'll give the the big brother that uh, looked kind of cool, but. Uh, you know, he wasn't your classic black wrestling nerd, uh, but the other five all, all fit the profile of the usual suspects and it made me laugh and I hope they keep doing it. And, uh, Hey man, everybody's a nerd for something. It just makes me laugh. That's all. Uh, but what did you think about this? What should have been the main event level? This was a pay-per-view level hey, match. That's exactly what I was about to say. It's a pay-per-view match. And it just got shuffled into the middle of this freaking show. Yeah. And it was like, okay, here it is. And, uh, you know, we're going to follow this up with a, a freaking, you know, a nice little wet fart. It, it was, <sighs> how do you not end the show with this? This was, yeah. the, like you said, it's the best way to get Roddy Strong over into this audience. Over. And it's. It not being in the main event gets him less over in their minds because they're like, that was awesome. Why was that not the main event? Roddy's not good enough to be the main event. That was fucking main event, dude. And, yeah, the this, this story, everybody should be, I guess, familiar with what was going on at this point. But why wasn't there more, like, like it should have been the end of the show and there should have been, like, trickle in throughout the show of, like, Roddy and Cole and Baker and, you know, the other side of Jericho and his freaking stooges and you know everything that's on the line and like get Roddy over man you know because he's gonna do it in the ring dude he did it you know like and it's just what other extra stuff that could you have done that would have cost no money no time and effort really and you could have just been one 15 second here 15 second here 45 seconds here all right now let's go run the two minute package and now let's do it like at the end of the show and let's send him home. Like, what do you like? I don't get it, man. You know, like you got something so good and you still find a way to mess it up. 
Yeah, I, I was thinking of this. Either I don't know why. Um, I guess well, if the FBI is always watching. When it comes to wrestling, I always have uh, kidnapping fantasies, right? Of uh, uh, what would work in a storyline, especially when Dax Hardwood talks about his daughter. I've done the kidnapping stuff with Serena, with um, <clears throat> what's Sammy's lady, uh, Sammy Callahan's, uh, fucking uh, say Sammy Guevara, and then I was gonna no, say. uh, uh, fucking uh, Havoc. Uh, it was great with Havoc, dude, to, to do that with her because she doesn't get to play the damsel in distress. But then I warp their minds and they become more elite assassins, right? By, by the time I'm done with them, it's a good way to flip babies to heels, uh, Stockholm syndrome. But what I wanted here was a baby face kidnapping, and I wanted it to start a game. So you knew Adam Cole was going to be involved in the finish when in some way when they got it out and the camera goes by and you're going to get that shot of who's there. Oh, it's him. The audience is in on it. And that's not a bad thing. It's a, it's a fine reveal. But if we're going to get the Undisputed Era, this was a chance to bring back Kylo O'Reilly and Bobby Fish back up the truck and in the back there's a little tiger cage or something and you take jericho's body and you throw him in there or a, a fucking 50 gallon fucking uh garbage can lock him in it tape it up and you take off in the back of the truck and then they drive jericho someplace and just leave him there <laughs> and like it's up to Jericho to get back to get back every time and then next week you do the same shit some way and kidnap him and drive him 100 miles and he don't know where the fuck he is and you leave him there you leave him in the desert you leave him in the woods you leave <laughs> you just leave he wakes up on he's a the, boat someplace you he's know the best guy to do that too too he's I know so like and and you tape it all like that in a, in a voyeuristic way of his reactions of when he finally breaks out and he's able to do it. Oh, do you like that? Do you like that? Do you like that idea? Yeah, I love that. I love that. It, it would be perfect if you did it like to in like one of those cities too, if they're in Vegas or something where it's easy, you just throw them out in the desert. And it's like, yeah. you or you, it. yeah, you do, and you do it at one time and when he comes out, he's on stage. Uh, you wheel the thing out, and he's on stage at a Jared at a Fozzie concert. And he he was gonna get. And when he kicks out, he's out there, and these guys got to start the show that way. So it works in a good way too. They just fuck with him. Yeah, I think it's funny, and I think you would, you would play that up perfect and sell it to the to the degree. But yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, man. They don't think like that. Mm, not well. Uh, I sent an email. <laughs> what do we got a lot of billy talk would be funny if ben gets paid off as the billy man the body match and body goes over hey everybody got a price hey dude you never know he might have fucking fast hands bro might touch me up but i got john in my corner i think uh i might have a strategy or two up my sleeve did 48 minutes straight of that virtual pad workout yesterday mike tyson it's one i usually avoid and i remember why but i hadn't done core in a while and just that side to side, John, yeah, uh, uh, boom, piece. boom, boom, shift, boom, boom, dude. Just I'm fucking feeling it today. Plus being six three and Tyson's four foot four, uh, like I'm just not uh, built that same way. I, I'd rather do some Gennady Glovkin or Lomachenko stretch out and hit him with something. But uh, who do you put up the other day? Bivy is that the guy's name? He's like a counter punch, rhythm puncher. A lot of backward stuff on rhythm step back hook hook straight so 
you know, maybe Billy's good. Uh, <laughs> I've been working a lot of styles for the last two or three years straight. So uh, I think they let the heat die down because they know they don't want it with Hove, neither of them. I'd fight them both on the same night. There's no problem with that with me. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, I don't think they're ever going to have another chance to have that kind of attention on them or any kind of it's what they really want if that's what they wanted they would fucking they they would pull their heads out of their asses to say yes and uh know that that would cement them at wrestlemania 40 legacy bro people will be talking about the main event of wrestlemania and that Mm -hmm. yeah everybody would talk about it would get picked up for sure Uh, hey man (laughs) balls in their court right yeah, I gotta worry about opening weed dispensaries, bro. He's fucking marks. That's I I I knew that's all I have to do is draw a line in the sand. Yeah, that's all, you know. Yeah, get the wives to do it. Yeah, the wives can fight him. Uh <laughs> but this Jericho Roddy Strong shit was really good, dude. It right. really was. Yeah. Chopped. If you're into fucking chops and just smashing and, and keeping that energy up through it, I thought it was really excellent. Roddy Strong up with the help of his good friend Adam Cole. Then we get to Jungle Boy Jack Perry versus Roosh, and wow. Uh, again, agents didn't talk, or these guys didn't give a fuck because there was mad chops in this, too, of lighting it up. I don't know if this was the receipt for all that's kind of been going on, but it, it, from a wrestler's standpoint, it, it puts a little bit of percentage of doubt in your head of, like, did somebody tell him to tune Jungle Boy up because Roosh kicks the fuck out of jungle boy in a very stiff and working way not like really going into biz and manhandle him but everything's there bro kicks in the chest in the head everything clotheslines the all the chops very stiff all the slams very stiff one thing that's the the stupidest thing is though they do he does a belly to belly uh overhead release suplex on him on the apron to the floor and Jungle Boy barely gets over. His whole body's over, but his neck almost catches, the back of his forehead almost catches the mat to to snap his neck and could have instantly been a paraplegic easily on that bump. It it had me fucking selling and cringe because he just made it over. I'm talking within one-sixteenth of an inch difference here between walking away and limping, or not walking ever again. You know, it it was... uh, it was definitely some hardcore shit in this match with no stakes leading up to Roosh or Jack Perry. Like, I, I, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't get that. Uh, but um, in the end we go after all this hardcore beating, it goes completely rotten and jungle Jack Perry getting thrown back in the ring after taking some shit. And while there's a attack in the corner and the rest pulled away, uh, uh, Roosh pushing away the referee, like which should have been a DQ. Jungle Boy rolls him up. The ref goes down for the count and he's pulling the tights. And the ref's looking right at the tight pull, counts one, two, three. So either the ref was is in on it and pissed because Roosh pushed him and got the heat. And that's what they're thinking the logic is instead of throwing him out. That the ref will now say, fuck it, I'll allow a tight pull because fuck that asshole. How dare he touch me? which is a weird thing because that's the heats on the ref instead of the guys. 
or the fact that everybody's rotten and we should know that a baby face shouldn't be doing no tights pull unless he's lost two or three times to that heel in a heel way. And that's his retribution of getting over. However, you do it with the ref on the other side, not the ref looking right at the baby face doing a tights pull. C, baby faces don't do a tights pull. Uh, go back and see B if you don't understand why is the only time they can do it is that it was an abomination at the end. And dude, I think Jack Perry got his fucking ass kicked. Yeah. There's a couple stomps in there too. That were like, yeah, but like maybe they have plans to turn him heel after the stuff they said, or the stuff he said that's gotten out there. But why would you turn a good, good looking, like teening bopper kid like that heel, especially if you can't cut a promo? Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. that sucked. Like, especially right after you, you had uh, Jericho and Roddy. And like you said, there was no stakes. I was going to ask you, I was like, nobody's going to follow that. How are you going to follow that with more violence? We just saw violence throughout the arena. And then this match is all violence. Yeah. And then you got. Like you said, no stakes to where, like, I don't remember anything last week that was, like, the reason this is happening and the main event, right? Like, the Britt Baker thing has been going on for weeks, right, with Jericho, Cole. Yeah, that and that should have been the main. That's your main storyline, right? And Jericho's the biggest star in the company, right? And yeah. you're going to put him underneath two little dudes that, like, can't hold a fucking candle to him. I don't know. No. It's interesting. It's interesting what the why, because I you gotta run through hearsay political situations in your mind, or where Jericho needs to look humble and goes, No, it's cool. I don't need to be the main event and knows he's gonna steal the show in the middle of the show. So yeah. the other guys don't have heat because they want to give them their moment and you baby face them that way, right? So they think they're the most important, but then you go and steal the show. And when you watch the show in context, you've made not the best show possible sacrificing backstage egos to be humble then no one's ever no one said anything about like oh he should go here he should go there somebody's just placating somebody else's shit then stealing the show and now we're going see if you would have put me in the main event it would have been that much better well let's all have a fucking art by committee and get that done beforehand and beforehand instead of doing it passive aggressively and not making the best show for the entire product going forward. That's that's the biggest issue we're looking to overcome. The only thing I can think of is like Tony's thinking because Jungle Boy is going to have his program here with MJF and the title. He's got to be in the main event, but that's not. This isn't for the title, right? Like this is against. It's a throwaway. The match. main event wasn't even the main event, bro. What did we it go home terrible. with? Yeah, it was terrible. Oh. Uh, you remember don callis and all that that's the main yeah, event the main event is the very last thing on the show yeah so, so the match don't mean nothing it's, it's a throwaway everything was a throwaway then yeah yeah and and guys are going being humble and going no let them have it and then they go we're gonna steal this motherfucker well they did steal it but they stole it in the middle of the show now our show has suffered as opposed to going no nah, i want that pay-per-view quality thing there and you guys are going to be here for this you know what i mean we can fit you in but no one ever says that and goes hold on pump the brakes they just go no after you so they can get you can walk by them and they go 
and stab you up from behind, right? Like yeah. I'm just hypothetical spitballing here, but that's the way she goes, boys. Yeah, maybe the whole thing was set up to fucking sink Jack Perry's boat. <laughs> yeah. Uh let's see. MJF's backstage and watching unfold as he slams a microphone out of Renee Paquette's hand and storms away. That was after uh after Roosh and Preston Vance jump uh, Perry until Darby Allen comes in for the save. Preston, That's yeah. until Sammy Guevara comes in and the two pillars take care of the heels and show respect for each other. So uh, out of nowhere, Preston Vance is in this as a hitman as well. Uh, and uh, MJF is befuddled by it and, and violently slaps the mic out of Renee Paquette's hand. They're like, oh, okay. That, that seemed like a real moment of frustration. Uh, better show don't tell than having to say anything. Thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Preston Vance is, I guess, aligned with the Mexicans now, right? <laughs> he is. Well, he used to wear a mask. Uh, yeah. Tony Storm's back backstage, and she's pissed off that, uh, uh, you know, Jamie Hayter's not there due to injury or whatever, and they had taken the belt off her. I think there's a lot of real animosity in that when we had. Tony Storm cutting the promo on uh, Thunder Rosa about the interim champion, and there's a little tongue-in-cheek stuff there, if you remember that promo from a couple months mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. And then they put it on her and then took it off her to Jamie Hayter. She had the booty on duty push. You know, everyone wanted to see her butt, and, and she can work. Uh, but now injuries have caught up with us from working unsafe and doing too many things uh, and punching our bump card too much. And I think Tony Storm being there every week, there's some real animosity in these cat fights of the women's evolution revolution of who's there and carrying the fucking torch. And I know for a fact, too, that Sheeta had a lot of heat on her for a while, too, from going back and forth to Japan and was scheduled for something and missing dates. So they're all going to use that and twist that whether you're down with Tony Schiavone or Tony Khan or who you're going to talk to or what injury you have. And then, you know, the girls out there taking the bumps week to week are going to feel a certain way about it. So uh, I don't know, man, it seems like there needs to be a den mother figure here who, who keeps all this in line, but uh, I'm not sure if uh, our Joshi specialist can handle that right now nobody's more cutthroat than women and especially mm. women wrestlers dude jesus yeah that i mean you know it you already know it's cats claws out <laughs> in the alley and it's uh yeah i'm sure the clicks are even worse than what you see on an all access show and whatever's going on. Oh, did you hear? Did you hear? Russo's been putting over the all access show. Cause he likes the humanizing aspect of it. Even for an Adam Cole and a Britt Baker, when you get to see that relationship and attach yourself to them emotionally and, and relate to them, obviously Britt Baker can be under scrutiny for the black eye fucking shirt or the bleeding and the, all the doing the excessive gigging. But it's not like she's a dummy. She's a legit fucking dentist and doctor. And her brother's a surgeon, I think, too. Very highly intelligent. Not intelligent enough to stay the fuck away from wrestling. But here we are. And, uh, you know, that, uh, that there's a lot there that once you see these people interacting, not playing wrestler and tough guy, there's much more to relate to. And especially in a relationship like that or a comeback story from Adam Cole's type shit, man, a very, uh, Nicole Kidman 
and uh, Tom Cruise type vibe to it when they were together, you know? Um, and it's also what's really flipped Sammy Guevara back to babyface from being kind of a locker room heel shit stir, you know, almost paralyzing himself type of fucking guy. Now he went over and won in a goddamn squash in under 30 seconds. Wardlow spot, right? Like, okay, at least we're, we're getting him over as a baby at least, but I think it kind of is playing off what they're seeing on this all access show. Yeah. And I'm sure it has its good points, but like some of it I think was counterproductive because the one thing I saw, like my girl was like, Britt Baker, what a bitch. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's the, she's the good girl. She's the, she's yeah. The yeah. Well, that's the thing. We need to help her be a better baby face. We need to show those moments that are on that all access show in in some way recap or whatever while we're trying to make her baby on our main show we can't have her coming out being smug i'm the badass she we need to they had her in peril right when they had her down getting beaten while cole's lit up but she's still kind of come out like i'll fuck you bitches up Mm, that's not the that's not who we need right now you know what i mean her being traumatized is what we almost really need more of uh, so we get empathy for her. She's got post-traumatic stress from that, that beating. And, and we see that, uh, type of shit. The, the abused shirt should be more than just a controversial shirt. It should be the real mental abuse. She's suffering. We need to see that in character. No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it would be much better that way. What do I know, buddy? And then we get Jay White versus Ricky Starks. And again, gotcha. yeah. Right. Like here we are, match number three, chop the shit out of each other. Nobody paid attention to fucking Jericho. And and again, here we are with some Japan strong style, easy go-to shit. Um, but and Ricky Starks doing the poses and stuff. But is he a this, deal or a baby face? I guess he's he, trying to be the rock as a smug heel that's over as a baby. I'm so confused. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jay White and Ricky Starks waste no time and uh, getting into a brawl. Uh, absolute coming out on top. Uh, however, uh, this writer needs a slap for calling him absolute. Uh, however, as he follows White outside the ring, but bu- Bullet Club Gold Star drives him into the ring post, uh, only for Starks to respond by sending White into the barricade. Dude, there's I was looking at their barricades and all elite Scooby Doo. I see uh was there last night uh but those barricades are like square on top they're not even a rounded bar bro and fuck it like how how much more could you make something hurt than leaving it like that to let that edge go in between your ribs you know not that a rounded one's going to be that much more forgiving but that one's going to hurt even a little bit more in a medieval kind of way yeah more likely that you gave it too and so yeah fuck um chops chops everybody chops um uh, starks fires up delivers a chop of his own and a bunch of stops on a clothesline starts his a ddt uh for a falsy uh white turns things around with a flash ddt of his own and hangs starks on the top row for a urinagi but starks kicks out because why should any finish mean anything yeah uh starks begins hammering several elbow strikes until white just dumps him over the rope to try and bring the end of the abuse starks hit a swinging neck breaker and they get back in the ring and then hits the chance but white kicks out of the chance so uh, i guess it was 
uh chance to show whatever the fuck uh starks then uh community chest starks then almost catches white with a roll up and uh, reverse blade runner but he does manage to hit a spear white then rakes the eyes of starks which leads to juice robinson feeding in with a chair starks takes it off him attacks him with it however he then uses the weapon on jay white as well resulting in a dq so we just have a lot of chops a lot of get your shit in a lot of falsies until the guy on the outside's coming in to cheat, gets caught, gets fucked up, and then the baby face goes, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to heal out too. Instead of getting rid of it or duck, swinging it, duck one, and fucking losing the chair and then feeding back in and hit something to go over clean as the fuck you. So nobody really gets over. Forget like we, we could have had the heels come in. If you're coming in with a chair, heels should get over with the DQ. That yep. is the fuck, not the baby face fucking going fuck and I'm gonna smash this guy for the bloodlust. <laughs> yeah, I, I I completely forgot the match had even happened. <laughs> yeah, in the play in the placement of it after the Jericho thing, and in between that was what was the other fucking ass kicker, Rushin, and then by by the time we got to these guys chopping and kicking the fuck out of each other, there's no way they could do it as hard as Jericho and Roddy did. And then Roosh did it for real uh, on Jungle Boy. And now you're going to do it for fake. Like, uh, pretty rough right there, man. Rough spot for them to be in. They tried to do all they could, but the booking at the end makes you think the babyface is a kind of an asshole. Yeah, if he is the babyface, is he? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I'm so confused. Uh, and that's not even the main event, even though that's a match. Because uh, Don Callis makes his way down to the ring with security all the, uh, on the ramp. Uh, he says everyone wants to hear him talk about what he did, but instead he'll talk about Kenny Omega. What Kenny Omega did to him is there's only one victim in this, and it's him. Callis claims the IWGP title was because of him. He won the world title on his first night here, and without him, there is no Kenny Omega. I like this. Uh, this leads to Omega coming out, and he starts dropping members of the security, but the Backpool Combat Club uh, appears and outnumbers him. Uh, so, like, he starts down on the Brock Lesnar beatdown, and then before he even gets through security, he gets jumped by the fucking heels from behind. So uh, I would have let him tune up some indie workers first, you know what I mean? Yeah, that was kind of a weird thing. To be the, I don't know, whatever. Time. Maybe we were running out low, late on time. I don't know. Um, Moxley says the war is already over and this is his final warning because they are the, the elite. And then the young bucks appear with a variety of weapons. Uh, and this is followed by Adam page returning. Uh, they run with an eye patch, by the way, one eye, Adam page, uh, we've got now, uh, things are tough on bro. Things are hard on broke back mountain. What's that? Are, I don't even know how he lost an eye. Uh, <laughs> Said uh, days are hard on Brokeback Mountain. Uh, <laughs> they they run down the ramp and start brawling with the BCC. Seeing them end up the ramp as the elite stand tall. Page says the uh, they're the heart and soul of this place, and they're the elite. He says double or nothing. It's the elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club anarchy in the arena. So we go off with you know kind of some big anime finish it feels to me these things and we'll see you at anarchy at the arena instead of going off kicking the shit out of each other buckshot larry yeah yeah and they go off and then we we get that you know to come back 
the, these big grandiose standoffs at the okay corral, like throw down your weapons, like, you know, uh, is, is just too kind of wrestling phony to me. If they really hate each other, you're not going to fight for three minutes powder and then look at each other. You better not fight me again while I'm only 40 feet apart from you. Like, Less. <laughs> Less yeah, like yeah. six feet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, man, uh, definitely nowhere near of what Roddy and, and Jericho were if we would have gone off that way with Adam Cole and uh, and my new kidnapping idea for the Undisputed Era <laughs> and taking Jericho away in the back of a truck. And then we and we open the show next week with that same fucking big uh, garbage can and he's kicking the top off of it and he's in the middle of the desert or some shit. For sure, that'd be better. But it was, uh, there was, and we had the big Annie on here. He came out and uh, gave the announcement uh, that they were going to have collision on Saturdays. Uh, he, need, he may need to blink a little bit more to convince people he's not an AI. But uh, uh, again, he, he, he did the Jack Tunney spot of what it was. Biggest pop for me. Thunder Rosa and Miro still in the office. Uh, they didn't even come back to him. They went in the office last week. No follow-up whatsoever, bro. None. none. They just been in there on the brick, uh, you know, ordering Grubhub and crapping in the fucking uh, garbage can doing Hindu squats. Maybe they hang got the Rick first. Ross and the, and the prison dudes. <laughs> right, they hang with them. They got the only copy of uh, the new video game, and it's that good that they just can't put it down, you know? Could be. You never know. <laughs> uh, but but that pops me, bro. And it's those types of continuity errors that I look for in everything. But because uh, you get to do the rest and make them up in your own little master shoot theater in your own mind of what's the most ridiculous premise that has happened to them. So, uh, but y'all, yeah, uh, man, uh, I appreciate you, John, being here, man. Uh, any uh, inside? Uh, trump updates for us that i can tell uh you know uh, everything's going down with uh the fbi getting clowned right now with i saw that they just got exposed with ops in the january 6th stuff that they just had to testify to that this morning in the senate and um obviously uh everything going down biden style wise right now is very uh interesting as well so yeah. Here we are again, you know. The weaponization of the FBI and that whole gimmick right now is yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal and uh yeah. We hope we hope we hey, if you're watching this right now at the FBI headquarters, we hope we help you escape the fucking misery yeah. <laughs> for at least an hour and 20 minutes today. And uh you guys uh you know, we know what it's like to be in the mid card having to deal with all the politics boys. So keep your heads yeah. held high. There'll be another Waco enough for you soon. You'll fucking find yeah. something. You'll make uh, a new Yeah, that's right. Oh, man. But uh, it was a good time hanging last night with the AEW self-help group. As always, a good party, man, midweek. So everyone keep crushing their goals. And uh, thank you, John, as always, answering the call last minute. It's always a fucking hell of a good time having a good laugh with you, brother. Anytime, man. <laughs> uh, find him if you can find him. Book him as your corner, man. If you challenge anybody in a fight, uh, and he'll get you ready and make sure you cut weight. I don't know, John. I was 246. Uh, I guess the challenge weight is I got to get to 185. 
I don't think it's. I don't think you it's. Any time, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You think I, if I make one eighty five, I'm going to the fucking real big leagues, brother. Yeah, <laughs> Six four one eighty five. What? Holy shit! Look at that fucking guy. <laughs> uh, missing half his organs. Uh, yeah, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! They come up and wait, you pussies. That's what I'm telling you. You got ten months to get on the sauce and train. It's true. Oh, let's make some money, John. Let's make some money. But uh, yeah, we're going to be doing that. And you guys can uh, get your garden growing by going to horseshoegenetics.com right now. Uh, first half of our nutrient lines available there, as well as these unlimited, these limited edition, unlimited, limited edition limited. hats, three different styles right now available. And as well as 80 different seeds, uh, 79. We actually ran out of Northern Lights yesterday, uh, photo period. We do have Northern Lights auto flower, though. So yeah. 79 seeds available now, strains uh, available to get your garden growing for the summer. I've got lemon skunk auto flowers germinating right now because I am the germinator. So update us on your grow journey. I know we got a lot of HMG and channelattitude.com growers and supporters uh, sharing their grow picks in the Horseshoe Genetics Growers Group, and I appreciate that. Well, you knew it was coming uh but y'all uh, if you want the cameo you can find me over there ben hameen or just like i said uh, hey pal paypal it's a hacker hameen at gmail.com along with your cameo video requests and uh we'll cut the promo on everybody and anybody so y'all uh, on behalf of johnny blaze get meth life because it pays it's hacker hameen here on light the fuse get vaccinated Oh, God.